before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And away we go. It is indeed another edition of the ML Sports Platter. Over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and more. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. That is all very much appreciated. Um, Quick thank you to some sponsors, and then I'm going to give you a, a quick rundown of what the holiday week looks like as you listen to this on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. And by the way, happy Thanksgiving to one and all, plenty to be thankful for uh, on an annual basis, obviously. Um, we are presented by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, and Rosie's Corner. Make sure that you head into Rosie's. Look, if you're in and around Central New York, they've been off for a little while. They've got some maintenance in the store, and they're doing some family time. Folks, they return on Black Friday with a bang. This is the best gift card in history. Spend $25, you get $50 back. That's right, you $25, you get $50 back. Think of it this way. You could get a pizza, wing, and a drink, maybe a two-liter, and you get you can get that for free by buying that, right? Or, <clears throat> you know, you can order three, four subs and then get three, four subs on top of that free, right? So uh, it's really a good deal. Spend $25, get $50 back in gift cards, pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold, subs, and more, and a fish Friday every single week as well at Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. So, the Thanksgiving week will go accordingly. Uh, we'll have a show uh, that I'm about to do right now, Week 11 Recap and Week 12 Preview, all lumped into one uh, because of the games just in a couple of days. Um, and then you'll have, uh, uh, you'll have archived episodes on Thursday and Friday. Um some past uh, episodes of The Platter. Um, if you missed um, my interview with Joe Castellano from the Sports Virus and Alex Grigorita and Nick Dmitrievsky from the Bobcats soccer scene in Central New York, they both won national championships for the women and men. <clears throat> That's an interview for you uh, scheduled for Friday. And my uh, interview with Dan Shaughnessy, of course, taking place Earlier in this week, I'll re-air that as an archived episode on Turkey Day. Uh, you heard that one on Monday. Today we'll do the the Week 11 recap and, and Week 12 uh, a preview. And then uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we will talk to Scott Petoniak uh, from the Rochester Business Journal, the longtime um, best-selling author and reporter. We'll talk to him uh, on all things Bills, Yankees, offseason, and, of course, SU football winding down and the SU basketball season with that loss just coming uh, against Colgate as they prepare for Battle for Atlantis and the Bahamas. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, the Week 11 recap here, um, you know, it, it's every week in the NFL, um, 
gets a little more crazy, right? I mean, it, it's it's insane right now. Uh, the AFC is so muddied, um, but the team that's rising is the New England Patriots. I mean, for anybody who thought that Bill Belichick forgot how to coach just because Tom Brady won another Super Bowl in Tampa, uh, you're a moron. And right now, it looks as though the New England Patriots, they've got the swagger. The defense is just downright filthy right now. They shut out the Falcons, and I'm going back to last Thursday, obviously, 25 to nothing. Atlanta had no answers for this team. I mean, they really didn't. And it was, you know, interception, two of them by Matt Ryan. Rosen threw one. Franks threw one. Uh, didn't matter who was in there. Interceptions were happening. And this New England defense, man, I mean, Kyle Van Noy all over the place. couple of sacks, right? Kyle Duger. Uh, it should also be noted that, you know, Kyle Van Noy had an interception uh, as well. Adrian Phillips continues to be great. Uh, he had a pick. Jackson a pick. McCourty another pick. Um, you know, they were all over the quarterback. I mean, they, they had four sacks and a bunch of hits and hurries. Uh, Dante Hightower. Look, there are a lot of great. Judon continues to dominate. There, there are a lot of great players on this Patriot defense, but there were a lot of players who weren't in last year. And Bill Belichick went into this year knowing full well, hey, I'm going to spend a bunch of money in some odd spots for some, but for us, that's where I need it because we're going to go out and win, you know, kind of some ugly football in a pass-happy league. You know, I'm going to throw back the clock like 30, 40 years, and I'm going to go run the football, and I'm going to work play action with Mac Jones and let him grow. And it's working. Mac Jones, 22 of 26, 207 yards and a touchdown. He was fantastic, you know, and it's running back by committee. It's next man up. Stevenson uh, has carried some of the load, right? Like they faced some injuries. They traded Sony Michelle, obviously, in the offseason. They haven't missed a beat. And now New England at 7-4. and four. They're in the driver's seat, man. They're in the driver's seat to win the AFC East. And they're in the, the driver's seat to make some major noise in the postseason. The next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks actually, four, are really the huge games for me. This, I think, is going to decide who wins the AFC East. Because in the next five, well, the Patriots have a bye week on December 14th. But, so they go they go Tennessee at home, at Buffalo, bye week, at Indy, and then home for Buffalo. Then they have Jacksonville and at Miami. Those should both be wins. I think the Patriots are going to at least be a wild card. But right now, they're leading the AFC East. And so, you know, this is going to be a, a very interesting next four or five week stretch for the Bills and for the Patriots and for the rest of the AFC. Let's get to the Bills right now. An absolute shellacking taking place in Orchard Park. The Colts ramble over the Bills 41 to 15. Buffalo had no answers anywhere on the football field. Literally, I've read report cards on this game. I would give the entire, every single unit basically an F. I mean, think about it. The coaching was horrendous. You know, the game management and Sean McDermott, you know, you're down a couple of scores. What the hell is a field goal going to do for you? Still kicks it. Bass misses it. Put him in bad position. Uh, now, weather be damned, Tyler Bass missed a couple of kicks. Plus, special teams were horrible with Isaiah McKenzie fumbling with nobody uh, hitting him. <clears throat> he just falls to the carpet, loses the ball. Um, special teams F. Offensive line continues to not block for Josh Allen. Um, <clears throat> and then when they did... Allen was horrible, throwing into double coverage, playing hero ball, throwing into triple coverage, had no answers, F for him. 
the Bills defense got just run right over. Defensive line, no pressure, no no gap control, no nothing. Um, F for them. I mean, I feel like everybody deserved an F. I really do. And Jonathan Taylor, look, he's special. I mean, it's a league-wide problem. Jonathan Taylor's tough to stop. 32 carries, 185 yards, average 5.8, four touchdowns. Also caught a pa- uh, three passes for 19 yards and a touchdown. He's a special player. He is, <clears throat> with no Derrick Henry, he is the best running back in the NFL. The Colts ran over the Bills, and there's some question marks here for Buffalo as a football team. You know, I mean, the word was concerned after the loss against Jacksonville is the word panic now. I mean, this team is legitimately in danger of missing the playoffs. I mean, I'm about to put up a poll on Twitter here in a couple of hours, like, will the Bills make the playoffs? I think it's a legit question, especially with their schedule coming up. Short turnaround here. You go to New Orleans on Thanksgiving. Still got to go at Tampa and play New England twice. The Bills the Bills are in trouble. They're 6-4. and four. Now, the bye week, or the, uh, excuse me, the turkey day week, it can be a good and a bad thing. It can be good because you can just flush out the last game quick. You got to turn around. You don't have time for anything else besides focusing and going and winning. Or you didn't get on the field. You didn't get a lot of practice time. You couldn't watch enough film. That really shortens things up. It depends. It depends how the team comes out. But right now, there have been a lot of columns and articles, etc., about the Bills just flat out being a soft football team. And I couldn't agree more. This is a soft group. And they showed toughness last year. They are not tough this year. They're not. The offensive line is banged up. They've got the corona problem, Spencer Brown, Starla Tulele. Uh, the defense can get pushed around against a really good offensive line in a run game. Um, <clears throat> they lose battles one-on-one all over the field. This is a soft football team. And it's a team that's spiraling downward. And a team, <clears throat> you know, really, let's be honest, that I don't have a lot of faith in right now. Now, there's still seven games to go. I understand that. But I'm not going to use that old, oh, there's just too much tailing on this team. I can't do that. Because they're just not really that good right now. It doesn't matter how they do it. They have to win at New Orleans. No Lamar Jackson. No no problem for the Ravens. A typical Baltimore win. Uh, Huntley was the quarterback for the Ravens. Missing people all over the place. They still beat the Bears on the road 16-13. Uh, to 13. It's just a gritty, tough Baltimore Raven win. And a win that they uh, really needed when you look around the AFC and, uh, you know, the Bills losing. Now the Ravens are ahead of them. I mean, that's another thing with the Bills. The Bills, you know, I, I could almost stomach getting rolled by the Colts the way they did if they had beaten the ja- the Jags. Because you'd be 7-3 and three right now, right? 7-3, and three, you're like, okay. Like, you're right there. You have seven wins, right? You have a win against the Chiefs. <clears throat> you beat all the teams you're supposed to beat. You just had a bad day against the Colts. Still can't stop the run. Eh, but I still believe in this team. But they lost to Jacksonville, and that's where the faith was really lost for me. And then they get ransacked in this game. And oh, by the way, since the bye, they've come out and just laid eggs. Was the bye too early? Were they not prepared? You could go back to not getting one yard at Tennessee, right? Like, this is how this stuff matters in the big picture. Because now look at the big picture with the AFC. Bills are behind the Chiefs. We'll get to them. They're behind the Ravens. You know, they're behind teams, you know, uh, by a game or two. Uh, They're still two behind the Titans, and they got to break with Tennessee. More on them in a minute. So uh, it's pathetic. Ravens, though, just a gritty, prototypical Baltimore win. Uh, They they gutted out with Lamar, without Lamar. 
in Chicago. Browns beat the Lions 13-10. Really ugly game here. Um, you know, look, it, the, the fact of the matter is, is Cleveland, I'm not sure there's a more important running back or player in the league in general than Nick Chubb. Because, you know, look, when Nick Chubb is in there and he's running and he's setting the tone, and by the way, they have a very good offensive line, the Cleveland Browns are dominant. Baker Mayfield played horrible. Two interceptions. Complete, he couldn't complete anything. QBR of 8.6 in this game. He was atrocious, right? His rating of 53.2. He was terrible. But he got away with it. Because the offensive line and Nick Chubb were outstanding. You know? And Nick Chubb also caught two passes for 14 yards and, that, and he had a touchdown. Nick Chubb is the entire key. <clears throat> he and the offensive line, they're the entire key, you know, to the Browns having some, <clears throat> you know, good, good, solid success the rest of the way. And I think that's what happened against the Lions. The Lions play hard for Dan Campbell. They just can't win football games. That's a huge win for Cleveland. I mean, even against a bad team in Detroit, because they're now six and five, and uh, they are uh, what is it, quote unquote, in the hunt in the AFC playoff picture. The Texans beat the Titans. Another situation this year where a really good team falls to a team. They look past the team. Uh, and and Tennessee, this was a sloppy, ugly disaster. Terod Taylor was pretty solid in this game. Reached the end zone twice. Uh, I was very impressed with the way the Texans uh, played defense and, and were able to body and, 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 and just get really, really physical <clears throat> you know, with the uh, Tennessee uh, stars in this game, you know, a lot of their big time players uh, in this game. I know Julio's out, but, you know, A.J. Brown, for example. Um, and, and I thought the Texans offensive line did a great job against the Tennessee front that really has been uh, dominant this year uh, for the most part. I mean, they contain them. Jalen Brown had a nice game, obviously, for Tennessee 14 total tackles and six were solo. But this uh, Texan team, you know, they, they won a lot at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Terod Taylor had, uh, you know, 120, uh, 135 total yards, but but again, two rushing touchdowns, and, and the Texans just won an old-school backyard brawl. And uh, it's a bad loss for the Titans, but they're still in the driver's seat for the AFC, but they have an interesting uh, game coming up with New England. Uh, Vikings over the Packers, 34-31. I had the thumb on the trigger in this game uh, for my pick em. Right before kickoff, jeez, uh, do I, I have a funny feeling about the Vikings, but I hate going against Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> you know, and the Packers at really at any time. I never go against them, and I made a mistake because the Vikings played well and they won. And can you say anything more about the three-headed monster of, of Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson? I mean, wow. And, hey, if you're if you're looking for a cardiac team, in the NFL, maybe it's the Minnesota Vikings because it seems like every single game, every single game, they're in it right to the end. Right? They're in it. And I'll tell you what, when you have these offensive stars who can score anytime they touch the ball, it's a big deal. It's a real big deal. So I think that the Minnesota Vikings now are 5-5, five and five and they're falling into that category, right? When we get 9, 10, 11, 12 games in, 
you start to look at some teams that, you know, again, this is the positioning part, right? Like, are you a contender? Are you a pretender? The Bills are starting to fall back into pretender. The Colts, well, not contender. I, I guess just based on playoffs, pretender, contender, not championship. But Vikings, Colts, Patriots, I would put in contender status right now. A lot can change, but right now they look like it. Um, my point is, is that you don't want to play these teams also, right? Like that's the category that we're falling, um, you know, we're dumping these teams into, you know, you, 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 you don't, you don't at all want to, uh, uh, you know, face Minnesota because of these three guys and their defense actually, uh, they let in 31 points on the Packers, but their defense actually can get off the field in important spots to give the offense another chance. Patriots are just bulldozing with a line of scrimmage and that great defense, right? And Mac Jones doing enough, right? Um, you don't want to play the Colts because the offensive line of Jonathan Taylor and they have a physical defense. They can turn, you know, create turnovers. So these teams right now, you don't want to play at all. Dolphins beat the Jets 24 to 17. Tua Tug of Viola um, hits Gaskin for a nice touchdown grab there. The Dolphins really, I mean, look, this was a tie game at the half. The Dolphins won score 17 points in the second half. And uh, beat the Jets. Uh, you got a couple of of, of of rising young stars, though. And and this kid Moore, this wide receiver for the New York Jets, he continues to do it. I knew I should have picked him up a couple weeks ago in fantasy. He's just going to be getting all those targets. The wide receiver from Ole Miss, he does it again. He does it again. 141 yards on eight catches and one touchdown. Eagles beat the Saints 40-29. to Terrific, terrific, terrific game. By the Eagles, Nick Sirianni and his offensive team, they just came out and had an unbelievable game plan against a pretty good defense in the New Orleans Saints. This is a New Orleans Saints defense, okay, that usually is pretty good. This is a defense that has names like Marshawn Lattimore, right? This is a defense that has in the pillow Marcus Davenport, right, Quan Alexander. Like, this is a good, fast, opportunistic defense, and the Eagles shredded them. Shredded them. Jalen Hurts, 69 yards on the ground, three touchdowns and 18 carries. Uh, he had 147 yards through the air. Wasn't overly impressive there, but he did everything he needed to do. He was, he just killed him with his legs. Uh, he just reads plays. Trevor Simeon was awful. Um, and really, the New Orleans Saints don't have a lot of weapons. They just don't have a lot of receiving weapons. You know, Traquan Smith, Adam Troutman, Marquez Calloway, like Mark Ingram catching the ball in the backfield, that's not going to cut it, okay? It's not going to cut it. And this Saints team is in a lot of trouble. They play the Bills on Thursday night. The season is on the line for New Orleans and for Buffalo. If the New Orleans Saints lose this game, they're five and six. If the Bills lose, they're six and five, and they're then out probably <clears throat> of the playoff picture. The Bills drop from number two to number seven with that loss to the Indianapolis Colts. So they're hanging on to playoff rope by a barely a little bit. This is a huge game Thursday night. It's set up for. Uh, uh, it's just a huge game. I mean, it's set up. There's so much at stake. And the Eagles, I'm telling you, man, the Eagles at 5-6, and six, I, I've been impressed with the Eagles even in losses this year. Sirianni's brought a new attitude to this team. And I've said for a while, because he was a winner at Alabama, he's a winner at Oklahoma, handled adversity, handles every challenge, I would continue to ride Jalen Hurts. I know that some people don't think that's a popular opinion. I would keep riding him. I really, really would. Because I think Jalen Hurts <clears throat> is a guy who, again... 
like Allen and Lamar and some of these other guys, if you can build, again, nobody's done it on his own. If you can go get a couple of big pieces in the draft, and they have a ton of draft capital with, I think, three first-round picks coming up in the 2022 draft, you go offensive weapon, offensive weapon, offensive line, or whatever the order is, O-line once and offensive weapon twice. However you do it, whatever the order is, you do it. Because Jalen Hurts, I think, with pieces, could be really, really good. I mean, if they get a big-time you know, stud weapon to put opposite Devontae Smith, you know, they get another lineman and maybe, you know, you grab like a, a well, another wide receiver or you grab uh, another running back, right? I, I don't know. I think the Eagles could be on the rise here. I do. And that was a, I mean, that was a terrific win against the Saints. Washington beat Carolina 27-21. Cam Newton um, was sacked um, to seal it for the football team. Uh, a physical, rugged game. Uh, I thought Washington just made more plays in the end. Uh, it was a playmaking type game. You know, they had had the lead 14-7, um, scored 13 in the second half. Carolina was awful offensively in the second half, only scored seven in the fourth. But, you know, McLaren and Gibson and, and Heineke, I mean, every single time you look up, those it, those guys are just, you know, they're doing enough. And Washington at four and six right now, a lot of work still left to be done. But I think a couple of these games the last few weeks, they've shown us why we maybe had some some thoughts about this team you know, making the postseason, um, you know, in the preseason. Um, 49ers beat the Jaguars 30-10, to 10, just a really good team. Not a really good team, but a good, a solid team beating a really bad team. Um, you know, the, the stats, the numbers, all these different things, it, it just wasn't, nothing overwhelmed you. Um, they just could not get, they could not get anything rolling on the Jacksonville side of things. Ayuk was good, though. Samuel was really good. If I'm a 49er fan, I'm looking at my defense and I'm looking at these playmakers being able to control the offense to allow Jimmy G to play what like what Mac Jones is doing. Jimmy G was efficient, but he only threw 22 times. They don't want him throwing more than 25. They want to use the Kyle Shanahan offense, trick you, tricky 49ers, reverses, end arounds, uh, the jet sweeps, Ayuk, Samuel. They want to use these speed demons to extend the chains. They use these guys like running backs, and, uh, you know, and you've got a situation where, um, you know, they don't have to, I mean, I guess Jeff Wilson Jr. and Trey Sermon are getting some carries too, you know, but this is, uh, you know, it, the, the playmakers on this team, they've, they've relied on them, right? And, and I think, <clears throat> you know, George Kittle's going to be a huge X factor down the stretch. Maybe he's finally finding his way again after last year being out. He caught a touchdown pass in this game. And we know the 49er defense led by Fred Warner is, is fantastic, um, you know, when they're healthy. I mean, you've got some guys who can take the ball away there, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, etc. I would be a little nervous if I'm in the NFC right now with the 49ers. I think they're in that group with New England, with the Colts, with the Vikings. These teams are starting to get hot late when it really matters, late November, December. Watch out for San Francisco here. Really, really nice, uh, really, really nice complimentary football. They have balanced attack going into the middle and late parts of the the, the, the month here in November and December. The Bengals beat the Raiders 32-13, just too much Cincinnati, too much mixing, um, 123 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, just offensively the, the Bengals are, and Joe Burrow didn't have an overwhelmingly great day, thanks a lot, because I have him on my fantasy team, had to find somebody because Lamar was out. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, they didn't have overwhelming statistics, 
but they did just enough in this game offensively to win, and the Raiders were just awful. Um, that's all there is to it. Uh, Cincinnati got great production from Evan McPherson. I mean, he's become one of the best kickers in the NFL. He kicked one, two, three, four field goals in this game, right? That's 12 points. Um, you know, you take that away, it's a one-possession game. Uh, the Bengals couldn't get a ton of touchdowns in this game. It didn't cost them because they were playing the Raiders. The Raiders, by the way, are they've had a really tough year with everything going on. Um and now they're back to 500. I don't think this is a playoff team. I think we learned a lot about them on Sunday. Chiefs over the Cowboys, 19-8. Not an impressive game for the Chiefs offensively, but they win it with their defense. And if that offense ever gets going and gelling, oh boy. And, and by the way, the Chiefs now, 11 wins in 11 games into the season, 7-4. and four. Don't they look a little scary to some people, right? I think they do. You know, I think they look scary again. And with the way the AFC is, do not be surprised if they rise above everybody else. Speaking of scary, Arizona Cardinals, man, 23-13. to The best team in the NFL is the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are beating you with a backup quarterback in Colt McCoy, right? They are beating you uh, without Kyler Murray. They're beating you without DeAndre Hopkins. They're beating you with wild wizardry play calling with Kyle or with um, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, these little plays, you know, and they're riding the back of James Conner, the shoulders of James Conner, who's been a beast this year. 21 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, veteran ball players, getting it done for this Cardinal team. And you know what? Arizona in the offseason went with, and during the season, they traded for and signed a bunch of veteran players. That is helping them right now. It is helping them because Colt McCoy is a veteran, right? Like, I know he's not in. J.J. Watt's a veteran, at least a presence there, right? Um, they've hung on with Chandler Jones. He's been unbelievable this year. He had two more sacks against Seattle, right? They went out and traded to get Zach Ertz. They have veteran pieces on this team. J.J. Watt's been out. I get it. and He's going to be out for the year, but they brought him in, and he's probably at least still a locker room presence somewhere, somehow. He's probably at the facility all the time. That's the kind of guy he is. He's probably rehabbing at the facility. He sees the guys. He's probably sitting on film sessions. That's what he does. That's what he did in Houston when he got hurt. This is a really, really, really good team. And they're a fun team. And they've been doing it with a backup quarterback. They've been doing it without Murray and Hopkins. They've been doing it with James Conner on the ground and veteran leadership and presence all over the field. Ertz and Green and company complimented with young players. Rondell Moore coming into his own as well. And I've said it all year. I think the Arizona defense is a top three defense. I do. I love Isaiah Simmons. He had a sack. He had six tackles. Two were solo. You know, I, I like this team. Buda Baker, stud. You know, secondary. They can cover you. They hit you in the mouth. They can get off the field on third down. This is a really, really, really good football team. And while I give kudos to Colt McCoy, obviously they need Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to win a Super Bowl. This team right now, they're in the driver's seat. They are in the driver's seat. You know, in the NFC, especially with everybody else losing, all over the place. Uh, Chargers beat the Steelers 41-37. to This was a great shootout game. Uh, it was 17-10 to at the half, L.A., uh, and then uh, 10 points scored, and then 14 scored in the fourth quarter. They scored 24, but the Steelers scored 27 in the fourth quarter. And uh, just an amazing, you know, shootout with great players, offensive stars all over the place. Justin Herbert. 382 yards through the air, three touchdowns. He's officially back, right? I mean, since that one bad game 
you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, Keenan Allen was unbelievable, nine catches for 112 yards. And, and you know what one of the keys in this game was? It was Justin Herbert running the football. He guessed right, and he scrambled for a bunch of first downs, and he totaled 90 yards on the ground. I mean, Justin Herbert had some kind of game. What is that, 472 total yards of offense and three touchdowns through the air. And that that dime he dropped to Mike Williams for the game winner was uh, a thing of beauty. Deontay Johnson was great for the Steelers. Uh, Najee Harris only had 39 yards on the ground, but he did score a touchdown. You're starting to see him blossom in Clay, uh, Chase Claypool. You know, really, really good offensive player. Big Ben was super efficient in this game. He was really, really great. This was the best game of the year for Big Ben. 28 of uh, for 44, 273 yards and three touchdowns. This was a big win because now the Chargers are 6-4. and four. Again, back to the Bills. Losing to the Jaguars is killing them because if they had that win, they'd be ahead of L.A. right now, right? They'd be ahead of Cleveland right now. You know, they'd be tied with Baltimore right now. They'd be tied with KC with a tiebreaker right now. That loss to Jacksonville is killing the Buffalo Bills season. You cannot lose those games. And, you know, they, they'd be ahead of the they'd be ahead of all of these teams. You know, and they'd have the edge on Kansas City. You know, at seven and three, they'd be either two or three in the AFC behind the Tennessee Titans. Absurd. I mean, absurd. That loss was absurd. Buccaneers win on Monday night football 30 to 10. They improved to seven and Three, I think they'll continue to put the pressure on Green Bay and Arizona in the NFC. Um, this was a 17-10 lead at the half, but you just kind of felt that Tampa Bay was going to make some plays, and boy, did they do that. Uh, you know, Brady in the second half, he kept getting better. Mike Evans, Fournette. Uh, you know, Brady had a 300-yard game with a couple of touchdowns. Tampa, um, you know, and by the way, that was with the awful uh, interception, uh, the, the the drop, right? Uh, I think it was Evans on the corner who dropped Brady's uh, quick pass. Giants intercepted. They score, but it wasn't enough. Evans was great. Gronkowski was great. Godwin was great. Uh, Fournette running it and catching it. Uh, Tampa Bay, just a, a really well-balanced game, a well-balanced win. You know, when you think about most balanced teams in football, you know, you've got to go Carol, you've got to go uh, uh, Cardinals, got to go Bucks. I think the Ravens to a degree, I think Green Bay, even though they lost to Minnesota, uh, you know, those are the big balanced teams right now in the NFL, you know, Kansas City getting there because their defense is there. So that's your week 11 recap. So much fun right now in the NFL. It's not fun if you're a Bills fan. It's not fun if you're a fan of other teams as well. But uh, watching the jockeying for position and all the rest is definitely, definitely, um, you know, something that all of us do uh, on, on a weekly basis. That's your week 11 in the NFL. Mike Lindsley with you. It's the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by our great, great friends at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. If you are in and around Central New York, get on over to Chick-fil-A, the chicken tenders, the mac and cheese, the amazing milkshakes and more. It's all happening at Chick-fil-A. Their breakfast is delicious as well. Try the scramble bowl. Try the biscuit sandwiches, all the rest. It's amazing at Chick-fil-A. They have Coke products, delicious cookies. They have great sides like mac and cheese. Go to Chick-fil-A and eat. It is amazing. Gift cards are available for the holiday season. And, of course, they will cater any event as well. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. 
play if you're in and around Central New York. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, CNY Electrical, Ken's Auto Detailing, and your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Get a free rate quote today from Matt. Go ahead and visit SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com for more there. Get a free rate quote if you're in and around the state of New York. Let's get to the Thursday games. Turkey Day, as you listen to this, uh, just in a couple days, Thanksgiving, by the way, my favorite holiday. I can't wait. I'm going to the pool and the hot tub today. I got on the bike yesterday. I'm hoping to get on the bike tomorrow. I'm going to swim more laps tomorrow morning in preparation for Thursday, where I just eat like an absolute disgusting pig. Bears, Lions, thanks, guy. can't wait. Turkey, light, I'm just thinking about it right now. I can't even think about the football. The light meat, the dark meat, the stuffing, give it to me. Potatoes, gravy, load me up and throw me some apple and pumpkin pie with whipped cream and ice cream, and then I'll do it again at night when I'm still full. Bears at the Lions, oh, yay. What a great classic Thanksgiving Day game. I don't know. I think the Lions win their first game of the year. They play hard. Lions always play on Thanksgiving. I have a weird feeling about this game. 0-9-1. They tied the Steelers a couple weeks ago, right? They could have easily beaten the Browns this past week. Bears are no good. They couldn't even beat Huntley and the Ravens this past week. I'm going to pick the Lions in a slugfest. I'm going to pick them 13-10 in this football game. Raiders at the Cowboys, 4-30 game. Huge implications for these teams. Oh, by the way, before I give you that, I do want to give you, I have to give you my game ball from week 11. Uh, it's going to go to Jonathan Taylor, 32 carries, 185 yards and four touchdowns, had 200 plus yards from scrimmage, uh, caught three balls, 19 yards and a touchdown there. So he had five total touchdowns. Oh, it was nice to play him in fantasy as well this past week, 51 plus points. Uh, your off teams, by the way, were Broncos and Rams from week 11. So I just realized that I forgot to mention the bye teams and mention my game ball winner, but there you have it. Uh, game ball going to Jonathan Taylor. Raiders at Cowboys, back to that. This is just a, it's a, it's a huge, huge, huge game for the Raiders because if they lose, they'll fall back now under 500 in the AFC playoff picture. And for Dallas, they got to stay up there with the Joneses. I mean, they got to keep up with Tampa, Green Bay, and Arizona. Those are the three target teams for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a Cowboy team that right now, um, you know, I think that they have found, you know, that game against Kansas City, they got dominated. I think they've got to find a little bit more of, of, of an identity here. Their defense is not a problem. Micah Parsons has been great. He might be defensive player of the year. Forget about defensive rookie of the year or rookie of the year, period. Uh, he might just be defensive player of the year as well. But this Cowboys team, I think, finds some identity, man. I think maybe go back to the drawing board a little bit. Maybe this is the game because you can, you know, the Raiders, you can – you can run on the Raiders, man. You know, maybe you run on them hard and uh, and then work the play action uh, right off of that. I'm going to take Dallas in this game, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 31-28. Cowboys take care of it. You know, run the ball, set up some play action, hit Lamb, right? Uh, get get the offense going. They need an offensive game. They need to come out of that game uh, that they just lost to Kansas City. Season's on the line for the Buffalo Bills. Period, end of discussion. They are at New Orleans. Um... You know, I don't know what the offensive line situation is going to be as I record this. John Feliciano, will he be back two practices? And, and therefore, the obvious next step would be that he would be playing, right, because of the IR system, how it's set up. Uh, I fully expect Spencer Brown not to be in there at, at right tackle because of the corona. I, I expect Starla Tulele not to be in there. 
The Bills have got to go deep into their souls and find something. They got to go searching right now because they're not right. The offensive line's bad. They're 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 super super soft. The defense is getting run over. Josh Allen's not playing well. They can't run the football. You know what you need to do, Brian Dable? When you have off- your offense with the offensive line playing this poorly, stop having Allen sit in the pocket and dance around and all the rest and allow the pressure to come in. Throw quick strikes. They've got to go right to De- Stephon Diggs this game and the rest of the year. They haven't done it enough this year. By the way, Stephon Diggs has had a quiet year. 60 catches, 773 yards, and six touchdowns. He's done that with them not targeting him enough. Get the ball to Diggs early. Open it up a little bit. The Bills are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to take the Bills by five in this game, 28-23. But, man, if they lose, and the season's on the line for the Saints, too, because if they lose, they're under 500. Um, Cowboys, by the way, are favored by seven over the Raiders. The Bears are favored by three-and-a-half over the Lions. Let's keep it going. Week 12 preview here on the ML Sports Platter. Gave you the Week 11 recap, kind of combining them on a holiday week for a little fun. Uh, it's all brought to you by Welch and Company Jewelers and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Steelers at the Bengals. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals at home. I think they're back with confidence again. Three-headed monsters in the NFL. Burrow, Mixon, Chase. They've got it right here. Now, if Pittsburgh gets that production from last week, this week against you know the Bengals, look, from Big Ben, this Steeler team can beat people, right? They can beat people. That tie against the Lions might come back to bite them big time uh, late, you know, in the year as they're, you know, kind of positioning for postseason. But they've got Big Ben. They have Najee Harris. They have Claypool. They have Deontay Johnson. This Steeler offense really humming <clears throat> here recently in that shootout against the LA Chargers. I just wonder, you know, health wise of the defense, right? I mean, Cam Hayward's in there. He's doing a lot. But what happens if they have Micah Fitzpatrick? What happens if they have TJ Watt? It's a different look. We'll see what happens with the health of that defense. But it takes Cincinnati not knowing fully what's going to happen. 34 to 27. Uh, three and a half points are the Bengals favored by. Buccaneers at the Colts. What a game here. Uh, Tampa Bay going on the road. Um, this is a huge game for the Colts. They got to keep winning uh, in order to stay up with the Joneses. Uh, Jonathan Taylor obviously is the guy to watch in this game if you're Tampa against a very, very tough Tampa Bay defense. You've got guys who. Uh, you know, Devin White and Levante David, you have good linebackers who can come up and, and, and get you. The safeties and corners can press up as well. Tampa Bay stops the run there, uh, or at least contains Taylor to win the game. Uh, I think Taylor still gets about, you know, 100 yards because he's that good. But I think Tampa wins. I think they nip him a little bit. because I think what happens is they're going to force Taylor into some tough spots, which means Carson Wentz has to throw it. And therefore, Tampa can really pressure Cook Carson Wentz and make him try to do too much. Give me Tampa. Man, they're favored by two and a half. I think they cover, but barely. Let's go 27 to 24. Panthers at the Dolphins. Uh, it seems as though the Panthers are pretty much cooked at this point. Um, Dolphins, they're starting to come on here. They won some games in a row. Uh, they're starting to play with a lot more confidence. I'm going to take Miami at home. I just think they're playing really, really well. A lot of confidence right now. The key in this game is going to be, obviously, the quarterback's. Uh, but I'll take Miami at home. Uh, Carolina favored by a, a point and a half. This game could go either way. I'll take Miami uh, 21 to 17. Titans are at the Patriots, arguably the game of the week. Um, we know what's happening right now. Tennessee lost to the Texans last week. The Patriots are the hottest team in football. 
and I'm not going against Bill Belichick. I mean, it's just that simple. I'm going with the home team. I'm going with the way they're playing defense. I'm going with their ground game. I'm going with them winning at the line of scrimmage. I'm going with them having better coaches. I'm going with them controlling the pace, controlling the clock, setting up things for Mac Jones to not have to go out and win the game all the time. He has to be efficient. But every single week, it looks like they're extending a little bit more rope for him in the offensive playbook, maybe adding three more, five more, seven more plays. This Patriots team's humming right now. I won't be surprised if Tennessee goes in and wins because they have been shown, uh, you know, they've shown the league before that they are a tough football team. But I'm going to take New England at home in a slugfest, 23-16. to 16. Patriots are favored by five and a half. That's, that's a big line. Eagles at the Giants. Tell you what, I don't see the Giants being able to stop Jalen Hurts' running ability, and so therefore, I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game by a couple of touchdowns, 34-21. to 21. Um, You know, Devontae Smith uh, is probably here on his way to a 1,000-yard season. I think the Eagles really have got something going here. I really do. If I'm an Eagles fan, I know it's been a lot up, a lot of down, right? You're riding the roller coaster, etc. But this Eagles team has shown me a lot this year. Their defense is better than I thought. Um, you know, they, they don't, on offense, when they win, they don't turn the ball over in bad spots, and Jalen Hurts has been hustling. So uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in this game. They're favored by three. Falcons at the Jaguars. Uh, both teams are brutal. Uh, Jaguars, worst, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Again, great great job, Bills, losing to them. Um, this is a very hard game for me to pick because, you know, you wonder if teams are going to start quitting. The line is even. Can the Falcons stop James Robinson? Can the Jaguars stop the offense of the Falcons? Every time I want to trust the Falcons, they lose. But this is the Jaguars, right? I mean, my God, what are we what are we doing here? Um, I think this is going to be a close, ugly, gross game. I'm going to take the Jaguars at home. I am, because I just don't trust the Atlanta Falcons. 21-20 on a late field goal. Uh, Jets at Texans. Lord have mercy on uh, anybody watching this game. This is awful. Houston picked by three. Uh, I think they win the game by 5, 26-21. I just have nothing else to say about this game. Disgusting teams, horrible offenses. Uh, Godspeed anybody having to cover that game. Chargers at the Broncos. The Chargers' offense is humming, but is this a game where they lay an egg again? I mean, are they going to go back to laying eggs, or are they going to keep rolling? This is, again, where you learn about these teams, positioning for the postseason. Where are they? Are they an offensive team? Um you know, again this week, like they were against Pittsburgh, and they put up 30-40. You know, this Broncos team, they're somehow still 500. They had the week off, a lot of time to prepare. I think the Broncos could catch the Chargers in this game. I'm going to pick the Chargers close, but I think the Broncos could could win. Um, let's go 20. They're going to want to keep it low scoring, obviously. Let's go 27-24 Chargers. They're favored by 2.5 in this game. Huge game in the NFC. Maybe this is the game of the week. Rams at Packers. God, there's a lot of good games this week. Rams at Packers. A lot on the line for positioning in the NFC. Did you notice during this segment here, uh, not only the Week 12 preview, but the Week 11 recap, did you notice how I said the big three in Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay in the NFC? I left out Dallas, and I left out the Rams because the Rams don't look good. The Rams look soft. The Rams are not getting it done. And I think that this this game here, you know, is is so big for the Rams' psyche, toughness, going into a cold-weather place, tough spot with Lambeau, uh, probably going to get a little bit of snow, probably going to get a little bit of wind and ice and sleet. 
And this is a very tough game for the LA Rams. And I think the Packers win this game. I think the Packers' defense comes to play in this game. I think Rodgers plays well. I think the Packers have a bounce-back game after losing to a divisional rival in Minnesota. Give me the Packers. It's an even money line. I'm going to go 38-34 to in a shootout in this game. The stars will be aligned. Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, etc. Uh, I think you have a budding superstar there and A.J. Dillon coming in onto his own. So uh, coming into his own. So I, I'm going to take Green Bay in this game. Vikings are at the 49ers. Oh, baby, what a huge game this is. Two 5-5 five and five teams and two teams you don't want to play right now. Who wins it? Very difficult to pick. I'm going to go with the home team in this game. As much as I like Kirk Cousins, Delvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson, the three-headed monster, I'm going to take the 49ers at home because I think they're going to play stout defense. I think they're going to get just enough from their offensive guys. Um, you know, Debo Samuel and, and, and Ayuk and company. I'm going to take the 49ers at home, but, man, I'm not going to be surprised if it goes the other way. 30 to 28. Give me the 49ers. They are favored by three. Another huge game. What will Lamar Jackson's status be? I don't know. Baltimore favored by four at home against the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take Baltimore at home because the Ravens just win, win, win no matter what. The key, obviously, in this game, the ground game. Who can run the ball better? I said it earlier, Nick Chubb, when he's rolling and he's humming, the Browns can win against anybody in the AFC. I think they lose this game close, though. I think Lamar will be back. I think this will be a divisional game that separates the pack. Again, we have a couple of games that have already happened like this. We're going to have a couple more before it's all said and done. This is what we do at this time of year in the NFL. November is a separation-type month. I think the Ravens separate themselves into the upper echelon elite of the NFL uh, uh, and AFC, well, maybe AFC, not quite NFL, but AFC, they'll be in the second deck if they win this game of the elite category. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore in this game, 24 to 20. Um, Baltimore is favored by that exact number of four points. The Seahawks are at the Washington football team, a Monday night game that I probably won't watch a second of. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are just in an absolute free fall. Uh, they are free for all. They are just playing horrendous football. Um, Russell Wilson, is he going to make his way out of there in the offseason? I don't know. It looks as though from 30,000 feet above, this team just needs a complete rehaul of the organization. And listen, want to trade Russell Wilson? Might be able to get, you know, you go to the Philadelphia Eagles, you get a lot of draft capital for him. You know, you get maybe a couple first rounders. If I'm the Eagles, I don't, I, I don't know if I do that or not because that, that's a ton of draft capital. I know you're going to get Russell Wilson back who's a future Hall of Famer, but do you have him come in basically to a situation that he's already in now um, with not a lot of weapons? I'm going to go with the Washington football team at home. They're also playing with a lot more confidence. They just beat Carolina. Uh, their playmakers I like better than Seattle's playmakers. Other than Russell Wilson, don't like a lot there. They've been unhealthy. Uh, Pete Carroll is losing his mind at press conferences. Heineke, Gibson, McLaurin, and the company get it done. They played with a lot of adversity defensively without Chase Young. Give me the Washington football team. It's an even line. I think they win this game 24-23 on a late field goal. Your teams that have bye weeks, the Chiefs and Cardinals. That's a scary thought for the rest of the NFL. Two teams right now, Cardinals are the best in the league. Chiefs may be getting hot again here. Their defense coming around. That offense will never go away. Now they get an extra week to prepare for week 13. Scary, scary stuff the rest of the NFL. There you have it. Week 11 recap, week 12 preview. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the NF, uh, ML Sports Platter.
Thanks for listening to all the NFL coverage here uh, on the podcast. And don't forget, we are brought to you by our great friends over at Axe Exotic Pets, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Al and Angus Pub, and our terrific title sponsors, the Stan. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.